Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Going to change gears a little bit, talk a little college football, big weekend SEC. And joining us now from Locked on SEC, the daily podcast all about SEC and right now football. And that's Chris Gordy. Chris, welcome to the show. Mike Hoss here in studio. And Deuce McAllister is in an SEC game we'll talk about. He's in Starkville. Welcome. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, a few weeks ago, I was out in uh, I was in Paris and Italy, and I was still catching up, falling asleep at eight o'clock every night. So uh, I can sympathize with you guys. <laughs> now, uh, where are you located now? But I'm I'm told there's some very t- close New Orleans ties here. Yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised in New Orleans. Went to Rummel and, and LSU, and I've lived in Houston for the past decade now, and uh, covering the SEC and that sort of thing. And apparently one of my old high school teachers heard I was coming on and wanted to call and give me a shout-out, so I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, talk, let's talk initially before we get too far. I don't think Tiger fans like doing anything but starting tailgating at 11 a.m. I don't know about playing the game, but LSU and Tennessee tomorrow, it's a big one at Tiger Stadium, and LSU off the big one over Auburn, but it's unbeaten Tennessee. What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you like? What do you know? Yeah, it's interesting. When you look at this game, there's a couple of uh, aspects of strength and strength on strength and weakness on weakness. Strength on strength is Tennessee's offense against LSU's defense. I've been so impressed with what we've seen from Madhouse and the Tiger defense as the season's gone along. I mean, look, I know Auburn's no great shakes, but when you could shut out an opponent in their house in the entire second half of a game, that's what LSU did last week. That was mighty impressive. And so uh, Tennessee, look, the offense has been high-flying. Uh, the run game has been a little bit – you know, it hasn't been great. Jabari Small's been okay. Um, you know, Hendon Hooker was able to use his legs a lot in the Florida game. So they are a little bit one-dimensional from that aspect. But, you know, look, it's a high-powered, high-flying uh, passing offense without Cedric Tillman. Uh, they're going to be just fine with the other pieces that they have there. Um, you know, when you look at Brew McCoy, he came on big for them last game. And then weakness on weakness, it, you look at LSU's passing offense, which has been slow to get going against Tennessee's defense. Tennessee's defense coming into the season we knew was going to be their weakness. And so this is an opportunity for LSU to go throw for a bunch of yards. We know Jaden Daniels can do it because he did a lot at Arizona State. He had a handful of 300-yard passing days. He needs to do that this week. And, 
and get some of these young receivers involved. Get Kayshawn Booty involved. Find Malik Neighbors and, and put up some points. I've kind of put it as simple as this, guys. If LSU hits 30 points, I think they're going to have a real good chance to win this game. You had a chance to talk really about those the two quarterbacks, and you know uh, I'll start with Hennon Hooker. What have you thought of his season so far? He's he is very accurate. I mean, he's he's poised back there. He he finds his guys, and uh, you know, again, not having Cedric Tillman uh, hasn't seemed to matter for them. Jalen Hyatt's been a, a nice go-to target for them, making some big plays in that passing offense. Uh, he's a guy who's been sacked a handful of times this year. I think he's been sacked eight times, but. The big number that stands out from him, and really it stands out with Jane Daniels, neither guy has, has thrown an interception. They're the only two quarterbacks in the SEC who have not thrown an interception to this point this season. I've kind of said, look, the first guy to make a mistake this weekend, I think, is going to, you know, the, the other side has to capitalize off of it. So really going to be excited to see how, how Matt House brings the pressure uh, or, or picks his poison, picks when, he, when to bring the pressure, when to go after Hendon Hooker, or when to drop into coverage and uh, try to force him into some mistakes because uh, – you know, look, it's, it, he only threw a couple of interceptions last year. The guy just is – he does not turn the ball over. So, uh, LSU needs to get after him and try to force him into some mistakes. And, and, and you talked about Daniels a little bit there. You know, it, 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 it almost seems like, you know, he plays better the more he runs. But, you know, you've been you, – you fell behind in a couple games and you needed to throw, and he's been able to make plays. I mean, it's all, almost like he's waiting to get down and then it, the light goes off. All right, now i got to wake up and play. And just talk a little bit about him and overall. I know you had a couple 300-yard games out, you know, at, uh, when, when, when he was out at uh, a, ASU. But, you know, just have you seen the growth from him overall? And I know, obviously, the LSU fans – uh, have seen him this year, but from from just overall, have you seen that growth from him? Yeah, uh, and, and he brings a lot of maturity uh, to that position. But what's been crazy, Deuce, and you guys know this, you know, it's the same thing in, in the pros as it is in college. Most offenses like to script out the first, you know, 10, 15 plays of, of the offense. And what's been so confounding with LSU is their offense has been so bad to get going out of the gates. You know, when I think back to the Florida State game, they had three points at halftime. Mississippi State, they had seven points at halftime. Auburn last week, you know, they had seven points before they went and got another seven in the two-minute offense right before halftime. But I don't know why LSU's offense has been slow, so slow out of the gates. And at times we see Jane, you know, it looks like it's kind of one read, and if it's not there, tuck it and run it. Uh, he said this past week that they preached to him not to turn the ball over, to play safe, and, and you know, not instead of uh, letting one sail in the coverage, to tuck it and run it, that sort of thing. But – it sounds like on Monday when they called this players-only meeting that you know he was kind of given carte blanche to say, hey, look, we need you to throw that football. We need you to throw it downfield and take some shots, be a little bit of a gunslinger. And Brian Kelly even said, look, if you turn it over, you turn it over, but we have to take those shots. We can't be too safe. Uh, so far through the schedule, LSU's, LSU's been able to win games being too safe. I think this is a game where they need to let it fly and uh, let it fly early. As we look across the SEC schedule, this game, Tennessee and LSU, the only two ranked opponents playing each other, Mizzou at Florida, no team is ranked. But then everybody else, there's a ranking involved. Deuce is at Arkansas, Mississippi State. Auburn's at number two, Georgia. Number nine, Ole Miss at Vandy. And South Carolina's at number 13, Kentucky. And then number one, Alabama, hosting Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. Uh, of, of, the, of, the, of the game start to get interesting. They're not necessarily ranked versus ranked, but w- what do you like? What, what gets your, has your fancy for tomorrow SEC-wise? Well, the A&M-Alabama game just brings a lot of intrigue from the standpoint of it was the big talk of, of the summer, right? Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban, the, 
the recruiting wars, if you will, and taking shots at one another and calling each other out. So uh, Nick Saban wants to put it put it on uh, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Jimbo's kind of and A and M is kind of a wounded duck right now. Uh, that they do not have a quarterback, and, and you know they've got they're loaded at every other spot. They got talent everywhere. Devon Shane is one of the best running backs I think in the country, and uh, he's starting to get going these last couple of weeks, but. Uh, the defense kind of got exposed a little bit against Mississippi State last week. And, uh, you know, we, we know the news. Max Johnson's going to be out a while with a broken hand. And they're going to turn back to, uh, to Haynes King. But Haynes King, as we know, is prone to turn the ball over, can use his legs at times. But I think Nick Saban wants to put it on on Jimbo real bad this week. And the problem is, you know, they're probably going to be without Bryce Young. All, all signs point to uh, him not being ready to go. They're probably going to go with Jalen Milrow, who's a very talented quarterback, played you know, the majority of the game last week against Arkansas. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who hasn't really been tested yet throwing the ball. So I'll be curious to see if it is Milrow, you know, how are they able to connect with those receivers. And I think there's going to be a lot of grounded pounds. Javier Gibbs is going to run the ball a lot. But, you know, it's a 24-point spread if you're interested in that kind of thing. It might be interesting with that with both teams basically with a backup quarterback in. Um, you know, is this more low-scoring game? Is defense dominating this one? We'll see. But, yeah, look, uh, the, the Aggies have talked a lot of trash since they've come to, to the SEC and put together the number one recruiting class. I think some LSU fans will be rooting. Uh, hey, we never root for Alabama, but I'm sure a lot of pe- people won't be uh, one of their feelings hurt seeing Jimbo Fisher get his brains beat in. Uh, I think when you talk about that game and you're an LSU fan, I think you want both 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 teams to kind of just lose. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's a lot of love lost as far as for either opponent if you're an LSU fan. But, you know, just talk about that game a little bit when you talk about – well, not even that game. Texas A&M, as much talent that's there, is it all on the quarterback or is some of that Jimbo as offensively as well? It's a little bit of both. I mean, look, the, the quarterback, the, the, the guys that brought in are talented, right? I mean, we saw Max Johnson. He's not a world beater by any means, but Max did a really good job last year with, you know, with, with, the, with the system that he was given and won some games for LSU, and he looked absolutely clueless. He looked like he couldn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't find a receiver to save his life these last couple of weeks. And Haynes King was a highly counted quarterback. He is not, you know, it's not quick for him. Uh, I think Jimbo's going to be forced, you know, people are talking about the $90 million buyout. I don't think they're going to, you know, move on from him or pay him that money. But I do think they will force his hand and say, you've got to give up play calling duties. And, you know, they got all the money in the world. They can go find the hottest big OC out there to bring in and and run the offense. But it kind of reminds me, guys, of a few years back when Nick Saban was kind of being tested and uh, college offenses were moving more to the spread. You know, he went and got Lane Kiffin. It was very out of character for Nick Saban to bring in a guy like Lane Kiffin to come in and run his offense, but it worked. And I think Jimbo Fisher is going to be forced to hand over those play-calling duties to somebody else, You know, maybe not much younger, but just somebody who's going to be more innovative and bring more looks than that old-fashioned eye formation, run the ball and dump it to the tight ends. Uh, Jimbo's, Jimbo's offense has just been outdated, and I think it's time to hand the, hand the reins over to somebody else. I'm curious, because I got you both here, I'd like to hear you guys at least discuss a little bit about Arkansas and Mississippi State. That's the game Deuce has tomorrow. And just, I mean, Arkansas early in the season was ranked, but now it's Mississippi State. I'm curious to get your thoughts, both of your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I'll just jump in first, uh, Deuce. You know, it sounds like K.J. Jefferson maybe not going in this one. If it is Kate Fortin for Arkansas, it's danger territory for them. You know, this is a chance for, for them to lose their third straight game after having all the high hopes. And Sam Pittman has improved year by year since he's been there. But 
how can you not like what Will Rogers is doing in the Mike Leach system? When you go back and look at the numbers, Mike Leach, when he has a quarterback in a third year in his system running the air raid, that, that kid tends to put up big numbers, and that's what Will Rogers is doing right now. He's so comfortable there. They're actually running the football very well. The defense is probably one of the more underrated ones in the in the SEC. So, look, it's a it's a high number. Mississippi State's there by nine, but uh, I think Mississippi State runs away with this one. I think Arkansas takes their third loss, and uh, you know it helps out LSU. You know LSU's a big win over Mississippi State. I think as long as the Bulldogs keep winning, it'll make that win look even better. But uh, Mike Leach and Will Rogers, man, they are just high flying right now, and. Uh, Arkansas is going to need some turnovers. They're going to do something, have to do something to keep this one close. But that that defense has been so bad this year, and that secondary particularly, I just don't see how they keep it close. Yeah, I think when you look at it, Arkansas, from, and I'll start with them, secondary, they've been banged up, and, and that really won't be any different. I mean, uh, when you lose starters, you know, two starters as far as your secondary, or at least guys that you were counting on and really – three overall that were that have been playing or that was playing it's going to be some some growing pains and i think overall uh defensively they've been okay at times but it, it it's it's like you go back and say um you you probably want a little bit more you probably want a little bit more and you know that you're limited playing some young guys in certain situations or at certain spots definitely does not help you and then you look at what will will rogers has been able to do and even before the season i felt like that He's going to have a hard hard decision to make um, after this year because he's a junior. Uh, it's it, he, he he's a first round quarterback for me. I mean, he is a first round quarterback. I know there will be a knock on the system as far as he played, but he has all of the intangibles and to be able to throw the football like he he, he has been able to do. You know, you talk about making nearly every throw he can do. Uh, fairly fairly well, and so uh, they're already over a thousand yards running the football overall collectively. You know, and that's not something that traditionally that they've done as far as running the football. And defensively, um, Mississippi State w- w- was a high-ranked defense even before this year, and I think that having two corners that have played really really well uh, definitely helps helps that case. But I mean, uh, you're going to get a lot of pressure, uh, and if KJ cannot go, the quarterback. Uh, that left uh, against uh, Alabama, their starting starting quarterback. Then, yeah, any any, well, he's not necessarily young, but any quarterback stepping into that environment and in, in where it's going to be nothing but cowbells is going to be tough for him. And that's what Cade Forden would be doing if you know KJ Jefferson is not able to go. Well, it's a big one. I mean, we're October. We're getting the weather's going to change. The SEC schedule gets a lot more interesting each and every week. Uh, Chris Gordy, we appreciate your time. Uh, glad to talk to a New Orleanian, and uh, you know, come say hello to the show. But everybody, check out Locked On the SEC. That's the podcast uh, that Chris works on in Houston. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. Chris Gordy uh, helping us out with the SEC. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get to some calls. Uh, Jimmy's holding as well as Patrick in Houston. And we'll also get Deuce's keys to victory as we wind up towards the LSU and Brian Kelly show at 6 o'clock high school football at 7 o'clock back after a break. Fans and the pros here on WWLAMFM.com and the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.